Hello and welcome to the second episode of Holy Habits, a podcast from St. John's Lafayette Square, journeying through Advent and Christmas. I'm the Reverend Savannah Ponder, your host for these conversations where we explore holy habits, how we live our faith. Through practices, we learn that faith is not primarily about ideas or abstractions. It's about the shape of a life well-lived, a life that is oriented to receiving the gift of belonging to God. Today, I'm with the Reverend Will Morris, our assisting clergy for engaging faith in the workplace, who's here to talk with us about something the church has wrestled with for thousands of years. What are we supposed to do with a God who is both transcendent and eminent? And by that, I mean, how do we encounter a creator who holds the entire universe and is beyond our comprehension as also the one who actually cares about us enough to be really truly present to us in our everyday lives? I'm here with one of our assistant clergy today, the Reverend Will Morris. Today, I'm talking with Will about how a spiritual exercise that originated in the 16th century called the examine can help us to experience God in ordinary life. Hi, Will. Welcome. Thank you very much, Savannah. Great to be here. I wonder as we get started, before we talk about what you've come to share, if you might share an image of God that resonates with you most right now. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great question. And uh, it's partly the time of year, but it's also partly the year we've had. And the image that I have of God in my mind at the moment is one who is very, very, very much with us here on earth, mm-hmm. um, rather than uh, up in heaven, uh, or, uh, or indeed, uh, you know, moving around as the spirit. It, it is the incarnate Jesus. Um, and in particular, the incarnate Jesus, when he was with the, with the oppressed, with the dispossessed, with the poor, with the suffering. Uh, and that seems so much to fit with the experiences that we've had of the pandemic, the experiences uh, that we've had with um, the protests, uh, the experiences we've had with racial injustice. Uh, and this God is someone who is who came to be one of us to try to understand us. Um, and ultimately to die for us, um, is is one which is, for me, very present at the moment. God feels very, very imminent and uh, somewhat less transcendent. Mm-hmm. A very imminent, very present, um, present in flesh God that's accompanying us, yeah, through the hardest times. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's, that's really helpful. And I think particularly um, as you've come to talk to us about this practice, using the examine, something that locates us in a very present space with, with God and ourselves, um, I'd wonder if you just uh, start by introducing um, the examine itself and how you came to it. Sure, so the, the examine itself is, uh, it is very much of this world. And it is, it is the idea that, that God is here with us in our daily lives, and not just in the, the big things of our daily lives, but actually the small things of our daily lives in the in the details. And um, I probably came to it about you know, 10 or 12 years ago now, when I was doing my ordination training. And um, uh, 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 on one of the weekend retreats uh, that we did, 
um, they brought in a, uh, an old, and I have to say very wise, uh, Catholic nun uh, to, to talk to us about prayer. Uh, and this was one of the things which, which came up, and we can, we can come back to that uh, in a second. Um, but, you know, one of the things about Ignatian spirituality uh, more generally is that it's, it's less about the head and more about the heart. Uh, and so much, so much of what we do as, as good Protestants um, is looking at the book, is analyzing the book, is trying to understand what the book is saying to us. Um, and, you know, we are, we're about scripture, tradition, and reason. Um, but the great insight of, uh, as I say, from uh, of Ignatian spirituality is not to neglect our hearts uh, and, to, uh, and to see what's going on there. Um, uh, I'm not going to give you the history of Ignatius Loyola, and, uh, who... Uh, obviously founded the Jesuits, um, but he did have um, a, a remarkable set of practices for living, uh, which he set out in in the spiritual exercises. And one of the most important of the spiritual exercises is this examine prayer. And you're meant to do it uh, at least twice, if not multiple times a day. Um, uh, for me, that that's not exactly what happens. Um, uh, but what I try to do is I do this first thing in the morning um, because that's the only part of the day which is uh, my own uh, and which I have control over. Um, and so I try to spend 15 or 20 minutes uh, each morning running through the exam and then, then reading a piece of scripture. And um, what is the exam? Well, it has, it has a couple of elements uh, to it. Um, and uh, in brief, it's... Um, it's sort of settling, it's, it's, it's sitting down, settling yourself and understanding that God really is around you, around us, around me, um, as I do this. And that God, that God is not somebody transcendent, you know, way up there and a long way away. So it's, it's just beginning to, to sense the presence of God. The second is then to, to transition into the prayer itself, and there are any number of ways uh, that you can do that. Uh, I generally try to do it by um, repeating the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner, um, several times just to um, uh, to get a rhythm going. Then the the first, you know, sort of part of the of the prayer itself uh, is about is gratitude. Uh, it's about thanksgiving. Uh, and it's going through whatever the period is since the last exam. In my case, it's 24 hours. Um, uh, and thanking God for uh, all of the good things which have happened, both both big and small. Um, and, you know, it can be and it's for life itself, for, for health, for, um, for, for comfort, for, for heat. Um, but it's also for food. Um, uh, and it's not just for food, it's for the people who help bring that food to us, for the people who who work in the stores, who, um, you know, stock the shelves, who are part of the food supply line. Uh, and it is, it's one of these remarkable things that if you start to, to think about that, um, you realize how amazing it is that so many people do so many things for us uh, and how thankful we should be to God uh, for that. Uh, it is the perfect antidote to feeling sorry for yourself uh, and feeling hard done by uh, when you realize all of these things 
um, which which have happened, and it does it it lifts your heart. And there are those who who say that you know if the exam had ended there, then actually you'd have achieved quite a lot. Um, but that's not where the examiner asks. Uh, well, that's not where the examiner ends because having uh, understood what it is that that God has given us, we then need to to move on to understand uh, what it is that God might ask of us as well. Um, and so the next part of the uh, of the examine, um, some people some people call it petition, some call it uh, asking for light, but it is very specifically asking God for the grace to see whatever God wants us to see, wants me to see. Um, uh, and you know, when we were moving closer to to what God wanted, uh, and when we were moving further away from what God wanted, and what what Ignatius Loyola tells us to do is to pay very, very close attention to our feelings, to to emotions, to to shifts in our mood, because it's in those things that we can see God, and we can see what God might be asking for us. Uh, and you can see how different this is from a Bible study, for example, or indeed from a theological discussion. This is not about us exercising our minds to try to work something out. This is about observing our day, observing what happened to us, observing our moods, uh, and seeing what messages there might be for us uh, in that, um, to learn about ourselves, to uh, to make our, our habits um, better. And somebody once described Ignatian spirituality as, you know, again, as rather than using your head, it's a little like closing your eyes uh, and running your hands over a piece of silk, which is stretched out over something. And as you do that, as so as you feel with your hands, or put slightly you know, in the terms I was using before, as you feel with your heart rather than your head, you can feel bumps and lumps and depressions and shapes. Um, and it's then trying to figure out what those things mean. But those are things that you might not have seen if you actually had your eyes open and your mind engaged. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's discovering things at a, sl- at a different level um, and trying to, to figure out what those do. Now, again, there are different ways of doing it. Some people fix on one or two, you know, having reviewed the day very quickly, fix on one or two things that they think require deeper examination. Um, some people do one thing where they felt they were moving closer to God, others where they, they felt they weren't. Um, I tend to to try to run through the whole day, although there are some things that I'll linger on, particularly if they make me feel bad, um, because I, I do tend to think there's a message in that. But, you know, I try to, without going, you know, sort of phone call by phone call, meeting by meeting, uh, I try and remember how I felt, what I said, in particular, how I inter, how I react, inter, interrelated with people, um, uh, and how I felt about that was uh, somewhere where I just had a mean thought, or more than one mean thought. Um, was there a point where I thought I might be arrogant, pridefulness, which is one of my besetting sins? I do um, I try to pay attention to that, but I also try and pay attention to to when my spirit was lifted. Um, and you know, maybe it's when I was out for a walk, maybe um, maybe it was something that somebody said, maybe it was a meeting that went particularly well, and why did it go well? Um, uh, not because of my genius or somebody else's genius, but actually because it was the interactions were good. 
So it's running through the day and, and trying to, to figure out you know, what worked, what didn't work, why it didn't work, and where God was in that. Uh, and some of it can be quite humbling, uh, as it should be, uh, and some of it can actually be quite, quite uplifting. But to review the day like that, I find uh, really quite liberating. Um, and, you know, it is about, as this podcast is aimed at, it is about building up daily habits through this daily examination, this daily exam, um, uh, you know, finding out what it is that, that God wants for us and then trying to act in the rest of the day mindfully about that. And I'll, I'll come to that uh, right at the end. Um, but you know, after um, uh, after this 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 period of um, uh, discernment, uh, what the uh, what the examen then calls for uh, is um, a prayer for forgiveness um, and anything which was raised by I mean, there are lots of things you can ask forgiveness for, but uh, anything which was raised particularly um, by uh, by the examen, uh, you know that you've just done uh, is something worth holding up to God to ask to be forgiven for. And that's, that's what God does. Um, uh, and again, that, that, that's a, that's a release. I do find myself uh, asking for forgiveness um, several times a week for pretty much the same things uh, in addition to, to some new ones as well. Um, and, you know, hopefully um, <laughs> over the course of years, that will, uh, that will change me after, um, uh, after the uh, after praying for forgiveness, um, the examine quite often calls uh, for us to make a resolution uh, to God uh, about something concrete, something practical that we will do uh, in the next period before the next examine uh, to uh, you know, to carry forward what we've learned uh, about ourselves, about God's will for us uh, in uh, in the examine, um, uh, and then quite often it calls for. Uh, for a moment of uh, of reflection, um, uh, and just you know, as we did right at the beginning of the exam, and acknowledging God's presence and God's love for us, um, even more uh, after this fifteen or twenty minutes or whatever it is, uh, once again uh, acknowledging the privilege, the pleasure uh, of being with God for this time, because God is very much with us in this prayer. Um, uh, and uh, and then moving forward into the day from there. And as I say, for me, um, you know, I try and do it. I I, try, I do it at the beginning of the day because because that is the only time uh, when I can do that. Um, but uh, and you know, there are obviously there are some days when I can't do it because work starts early or whatever. Um, but I don't beat myself up about that. But you know, as a you know, five or six days a week, it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I mean, I think what strikes me when you're talking about this, you know, simple, um, would you say it's four steps for you, three steps? Uh, you can count them differently. I would probably say five. But, five. Uh, so so five simple step prayer um, that it seems like, um, you know, the spiritual life is not this sort of compartmentalized thing that's away from, um, you know, your ordinary meetings or walking around or going to the grocery store. Um, what strikes right. me as you're talking about this is it's uh, very integrated. 
um, that it's not sort of, you know, you had to go and have some mountaintop experience or you had to go far away in order to encounter God. Um, but it's that attunement to the presence of God right now in very um, mundane, ordinary life. I think that's right. I mean, it's a great way of putting it. I mean, uh, I think you probably heard me say this before, but, you know, because of the, the life that I lead where I have, um, you know, I, I have a secular job. I, I live in the secular world. Um, and, you know, I'm also a priest. Uh, and I need to make sense of that. And I know that I cannot make sense of that by compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. So the only way that I can make sense of it is by trying to to integrate God into my daily life and try and find out where where God might be. And for heaven's sakes, what I'm doing wrong as well. Um, but that I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very aware of. But yes, it, it is. I mean, it can be, you know, glorious. You can, don't get me wrong, you can find God, you know, when you're standing on the top of the Blue Ridge looking out at a, uh, you know, a sunset which stretches on forever. Um, but you can actually find God in some very, very mundane things as well, mm-hmm. um, including going to the store. Certainly. In fact, particularly in going to the store at this time. Certainly, certainly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like there are both, I mean, God is both transcendent and eminent. And there are these experiences of transcendence that, that can be really memorable and intense. And I think as you're describing this experience of doing the exam every day, uh, that sort of, yeah, like that image that you described of, of, you know, the enfleshed God, Jesus just accompanying us along the way. Um, and it, and right, like, so Ignatius is somebody who emphasizes seeing God in all things. I think, you know, like that would be something that anybody who's about that. And, um, it seems like noticing and like, as you use, like observing our day, um, I really like that, that image I hadn't heard of just like running your hands over silk, um, and just, you know, experiencing things for what they are um, in order to kind of, you know, discern where, where God was. Um, I wonder if, so you've, you've done this for like several years now um, as a regular part of your life. Um, I wonder if there are um, like ways that you find patterns or, um, something about like, as you're exploring this, um, how does it help you move into the future? Yeah, um, before I answer that, let me just make one very practical point, which is that um, there are a number of great apps out there. Um, Ignatius would have approved of this, I feel fairly certain. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send those to you and we can maybe attach those um, uh, to the podcast. But I, again, find those really helpful. There are some very traditional ones. Um, which are the ones that I generally tend to follow, but there are some ones which mix it up as well. Um, uh, and, you know, again, I think those can be very helpful for people, particularly getting into it uh, to uh, uh, to start off with. So, you know, in terms of uh, of patterns, yes, I mean, there are, there are seasons for everything. And, you know, as I think about the past several months, it certainly helped me to, uh, you know, under terms with us, putting it a little too strongly, but to understand um, 
you know, what God might be asking of me uh, in these new circumstances. Um, and, you know, as you know, I used to, to travel a huge amount. I have not traveled at all um, since the beginning of March. Uh, and these are, you know, things which it is helpful to, to talk to God about. Um, you know, what are the, what are the gratitude elements uh, about that? There are plenty. Um, uh, but also, you know, other things that where in doing that, I'm moving closer to God, moving further away from God. Um, certainly, um, you know, during the particularly tumultuous period for St. John's, uh, the end of May, June, uh, into July, I'm trying to, in the examine, to, to work out what God wanted the balance of my life to be between, um, you know, my secular job uh, and what was required of us as Christian witnesses, um, uh, again, was, was incredibly valuable because the examine is it's sitting with God alongside you, talking about this stuff. Uh, it's not a, a prayer, you know, which is like a penny dropped into a, a very into a deep well. Um, and nor is it about, uh, you know, sort of a, a guilt provoking beating up exercise. It is genuinely a conversation. And uh, it has been, you know, particularly at points, some points this year, um, you know, super valuable. It just really has been remarkable. Yeah. So when you think about particularly, right, the challenges, um, the losses, the fears, I mean, of, of the last, um, you know, eight or nine months. Um, I wonder, yeah, I wonder um, how, I, I think I think this is common. I've had a lot of these sort of conversations, you know, um, the sense of God's presence, the sense of God's absence. Um, and I wonder, you know, how does that relate to, um, when you ask yourself, you know, where was God present in this day? Um, when there are clearly like very intense experiences of um, maybe absence, maybe just hiddenness of God. Um, I wonder if you would talk about, about how you sort of receive um, that when it's hard to even discern the presence of God, like, yeah. I think that's right. I mean, it is, although I'd make a distinction, which, which I find useful anyway, um, which is the, the absence of, of God in, in events, or if God is there, then the inexplicable presence of God in those events, um, and the presence of God in, in this prayer, um, which, I do, which I do find to be different. Um, and as as you know, uh, earlier on uh, in the year, we did a, uh, a sort of theological, it's probably to give it slightly too grand a term, but we did an exploration of um, God and evil. Uh, and you know, the, the questions around how we square some of these events with the presence of, uh, of God in the world. Um, and 
you know, I'll I'll switch to uh, another uh, another Catholic here, um, Saint Teresa of Lisieux, and you know the idea that um, sorry Teresa of Vila, um, uh, and the idea that you know God can only act truly act in the world um, through us through humans, um, uh, and therefore you know trying to discern what we should how we should interact in these events, what part we should try to play in these events as God's hands and feet and eyes, um, you know, the ones who bind up the wounds on God's behalf. Um, uh, that too is a part of the exam. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, you know, for better or worse, I, I don't believe in a God who directly intervenes in the world that much. Um, I do believe that God steers um, you know, our feelings, our emotions, which is why I like the examine uh, in the first case, because I think that that enables us to discern those clues. But, you know, I don't believe in a God who, who drives uh, a certain course forward. Uh, and therefore, I, I, the absence of God in the sense of ghastly things happening um, to good people, um, uh, you know, I accept as, uh, I mean, unhappily, but I accept as part of a world where you pick your theory, but there's, you know, there's free will. Um, uh, but, you know, equally, uh, I think that that, uh, you know, further increases the responsibility that we as individual Christians have, and we indeed as a church community have, to discern what it is that God would like us to do to try to make the situation better. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, one way I've heard of um, this, the discernment piece, which seems really, really hard, you know, to think of uh, how do, how do I know, um, how do I discern the will of God, you know, like these are, these are really sort of uh, large and um, yeah, complicated questions. Uh, one way that I've heard talking about like that discernment piece part of the prayer is in um, discerning, like thinking about where you experience consolation and desolation during the day. Um, and so the sense that like, um, a moment of consolation that, you know, you might associate with like, um, you know, a a connection, something joyful or whatever. Um, and a moment of desolation, which you know might be associated with something that could be painful. Um, in both of those, like you can, God can be present, and sometimes the the sense of presence is you know in the Christ who suffers with us, and through that suffering has redeemed um, every part of our you know sufferings and desolations. Um, and I think I'm coming back to, you know, as you were talking about that silk, uh, running your hands over silk yep. image. Um, yeah, I'm wondering how, is there, is there a difference between, um, um, how to discern these constellations and desolations, you know, how to, how to receive well, both of those. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, it's a great question. I, I would, I mean, I, the language I use is, is slightly different, but it, it adds up to the same thing. Um, 
which is, you know, when was I drawing closer to God's love and when was I, when was I pulling away? Um, and that's where the feelings become important. I mean, I'll tell a, a short story about uh, against myself, um, which are the best ones, of course. Um, but and it's it's a different stream the head and the heart really, and it comes down again to running your hand over the over the silk. So you know, I can walk down Connecticut Avenue, and you know, at this point there are quite a lot of homeless people, uh, all of whom ask for money, and I can tell myself, you know, a, a lot of good sound, logical reasons uh, why I shouldn't give money. Um, you know, there are too many. What are they going to do with it? Shouldn't this be the city's job? Um, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. I can, I, can, I can clearly rationalize it. And, you know, some of those reasons do have, do have force, to be sure. Um, but it's when I close my eyes and run my hand over the silk and feel guilt um, that, uh, that I know that I need to look at this a little more carefully. And you know why is it that why is it that I that I'm doing that? Why is it that I'm feeling that? Um, and you know it's not it, it it's not a sort of what would Jesus do type of question, but it's a what does God want me to do type of question, and that that's what makes me uh, examine it. And you know equally there can be other things where rationally I thought I just you know hated something. It's just, it was just a ghastly moment. But actually, again, closing my eyes, you suddenly see in it a moment of grace that you wouldn't have uh, expected. You know, somebody shouted at you or a colleague was rude. But actually, something in that was actually quite special. And maybe God was there in a way that you wouldn't have have expected. So uh, I'm not sure if that completely answers your question. But it it is, again, it's it's this difference between the the head and the heart. Um, uh, And indeed, between instant reactions and... What happens when a little time afterwards you close your eyes and run your hand over the silk and and feel a shape that you hadn't expected? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I that's interesting that you mention um, feeling guilt, but you know, it's not it's not shame, right? Like it's it's guilt that, that says, you know, I'm I'm trying to discern how to live my life. Um, and right now I do feel a sense of, you know, maybe obligation to give, buy somebody a sandwich or something, you know, um, yep. that I see there and that, you know, this, like, so, so often right, we're plagued by a kind of shame, like I'm not enough, yep. right. In ways that like guilt is different. It's, um, more of just feeling a responsibility, right? And and can propel you to um, different action um, without, you know, sort of beating you down, you know? Like it's it's right. to be able to, to yeah, receive I, how God wants to work um, and, and, and to respond. Um, I think that's right. I mean, to, to, to use yet another um, uh, sort of Catholic uh, uh, prayer. This is not an examination of conscience. Um, this is not about, you know, as you say, uh, finding all the things we've done wrong. This is about, in a particular moment, given the feeling or the mood that we experience, what is it that God's trying to say to us about this? Uh, and 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 guilt can be one of those, you know, moods or whatever. Um, but that's not the end of the story. It's the beginning of the story. I mean, you know, to quote the old hymn, it's new every morning is thy love. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, that that's the spirit, I think, in which we approach the exam. Mm-hmm. How would you um, how would you recommend someone who's just hearing about this now? Um, where where would they start if they wanted to explore this and begin um, taking the exam up as a practice? Um, well, ha- having mentioned this, I'll probably I'll, I'll mention it again, which is I, I would actually really genuinely start with you know with an app. Um, don't don't buy a you know, 150 page book on it. Um, uh, actually experience this by doing. There's one uh, very good one um, uh, in which I hasten to have no financial interest. Um, there's <laughs> one very good one uh, which um, where there's uh, an explanation of each of the steps. Uh, and actually, you can, you know, they, 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 they'll, the guy also reads it if you want to listen to it. And I've, I found that a, a great place to start. I would, I would learn the traditional examine or rather get, get familiar with the traditional exam and before branching out to, you know, to, to some of the ones, as I said, which mix it up. And um, the tradi- really when, you say, when you say the traditional exam, and you mean the five steps of starting with yeah. gratitude and then yeah. as the first step, then moving on to reviewing the day. Um, yes, that's then right. reviewing sort of the feelings, the consolations, the desolations. Um, praying for that. And then um, I think the last one you were saying is asking for the grace. Um, what grace do you need from God? What does God want you to do going forward? Yes. That those uh, would I be mean, the, I, the traditional the, five the, steps. Those, those would be the traditional ones. Yep. Good, good. Um, when you, um, is there a time that this practice, so, I mean, how many years do you think? 12 years, 15 years you've done this? Uh, I would say uh, 12, probably. 12, yeah, yeah. Um, was there a time where it was particularly challenging? Yes, I mean, I think with, with any time, uh, with any time of prayer, um, or with any type of prayer, there will come points when you, you know, the well runs dry. Um, and, you know, that, that, that does happen. You, mm-hmm. you find that you're, you're stuck in a rut and you run your hands over the silk and it doesn't feel like there's anything there. In fact, you're not even sure it's silk. Um, and so I, you know, I step away from it from time to time, never for very long. Um, or alternatively, I'll go, I'll go to, to the, you know, one of these other, um, forms of examine also on a handy app, um, which can refresh the experience. Um, so, you know, I, I, it, it's, it's one of these things where, you know, there'll be some days where you, you just, you don't discern many, many moods, many emotions. Um, and, and that's fine. That's totally acceptable. Um, and as I say, there'll be other times when you just feel it's, it's not working and then, okay, step away from it for a little bit. Um, uh, but you know, on the whole, it, it, it really does, you know, work in and out of season. And, you know, whether it's, there are clearly times when it's very difficult because somebody's ill or worse, somebody's died uh, or things are absolutely ghastly at work or, you know, one of the kids is having trouble. Um, it works 
as well for heavy issues as it does for the light ones. Um, and again, you know, I mean, for, for me, one of the sort of scariest ideas is the one that C.S. Lewis talks about, um, uh, uh, you know, after the death of his wife, um, about knocking on the door and there being no answer. Um, and, you know, that that isn't something that I've experienced in this prayer. It's, it, it hasn't been, you know, sort of one of these, it, it isn't a one-way experience. It doesn't work if it's a one-way experience. Um, so I've, you know, I, as I say, I find it works, it works very well in good times, but it also works very well in bad times. Mm-hmm. It's just experienced. It could be experienced differently, but it, Really is. Oh yes, no, absolutely, absolutely. But it is, it is very. It it, it adapts to those circumstances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because it's just calling you, right, to be um, present and to witness God in all things. Um, so you don't have to feel like particularly happy or particularly sad. Um, no. It's just, yeah. Uh, I guess you use, you use the word like just observing, right? paying attention. Yeah. And, um, yeah, certainly we need to, um, be able to observe our lives, um, in a way that's not, you know, fearful or, um, or trying to just control it, but just to observe and, and discern where we go forward, you know? Yep. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, if you think about it, it's remarkable that, um, God is prepared to do this. Just mm-hmm. sort of come and sit alongside you and uh, uh, and and listen to you go on. <laughs> yeah, that that God actually accompanies you in this. Yep. Yeah, just as Jesus accompanied um, the most oppressed. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's that's really powerful. I guess um, in closing, um, if you only had one word to describe what praying the examine means to you, what would that be? Uh, I've had difficulty with this one. Um, I'm, I'm not a person of one word normally. Um, <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I, was going to, I, was, I was going to say everything, but that's a little too clear, I think. So I think I would probably say grace. It, it really has been grace. grace to me because I, I did not find praying um, of the traditional variety terribly easy uh, or satisfying. Um, and this was a, this has been a gift of grace. Well, they examine as a gift of grace. Yep. Wonderful. Will, thanks for coming and sharing your stories with well, us and sharing about these um, practices. We'll be able to share in the comments some links to help people uh, figure out a kind of way to pray the examine, the, the five steps you've shared. Um, but yeah, this has been really, uh, really helpful for me and um, really um, eye-opening to think about the, the grace um, of a God who's willing to uh, accompany us in good times and bad and um, just in the mundane too. So yeah. thanks very much, Will. Well, thank you, Savannah.